ghosts, cryptids, murder, conspiracies, beer, what, the, ale. Hello, friends. Welcome to our November flight. Hello. Um, so we decided to switch things up a little bit and we are going to tell some of your spooky stories. Um, because as you all know, Halloween just happened earlier this week and we're very, very excited. Um, and a little creeped out by some of the stories y'all have experienced. So <laughs> thought we'd go ahead and give that a go. Um, yeah. but mama, how are you doing? Do you have any, what the ale moments this week? Uh, you know, I think my main what the L moment is, um, you know, I had a kid that was in the Laramie project last week mm. and for anybody that doesn't know what that is, it's a, um, play based on interviews that were done after Matthew Shepard's murder in Laramie, Wyoming. And, um, yeah, it was just a very emotional show. I know it was emotional for my kid to be in the show. And so, um, I'm very grateful for the Shepherd family, you know, with sharing this important story, but it was really hard to watch. And it was, um, I mean, it's just sad. It's a really emotional show. So um, if you don't know the story, um, you know, Morbid did a really great, uh, uh, you know, uh, podcast about it. Um, and you know, they covered it in pretty good detail, um, but it's a really sad story. So yeah, I'm just feeling a little emotional after all of that this past week. That's super fair. Yeah. That show was heavy. It was heavy. Yeah, it was heavy. Um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, after the show, I mean, I was not, I was like, I can't be talking to people doing things right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I get it. Um, but yeah, no, my, my sister did a great job in that show. I'm very proud of her, but yeah, it was heavy. Um, yeah. what about you? Any, what the ale moments? Um, let me see what the ale moments, nothing too crazy. I feel like my life has been kind of boring the past few days <laughs> <laughs> since we last spoke to each other, but, um, I think one just kind of, I don't know, interesting, kind of funny with the ale moment um, is that I was just not having it at work today. So I like walked a dog like in the early afternoon and decided to work from home the rest of the day, which honestly was just like the self-care I needed today. So I'm proud of myself for knowing. I'm glad you're able to do that. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had to give my boss an excuse of like, hi, I'm cramping and like not doing <laughs> great. Um, which I know makes it seem like I take advantage of sick leave. I really don't. I just like, <laughs> I was, it was not happening today. I was like alone in the office and I had no meetings and was just like, I just have to send like two emails and I'm kind of done. So yeah, I, I let myself do a kind of self-care afternoon, which was really nice. And, um, yeah, yeah so that's my what the ale moment. Are you uh, drinking anything tonight? I am drinking some good old fashioned water. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> twins, me too. But mine is because I just had dinner with a couple of friends and I had a glass of sangria with dinner. 
and you know, that's enough for me on a work night. So, yeah, yeah, no, I, um, I feel like I've just been drinking a lot of alcohol <laughs> last week, which sounds concerning, but you know, Halloween celebrations and things, that's really all it was. So I was just like, you know, I think I'm good. Like, I think I need some water. I think I need to hydrate. Um, I also have a training at 7 a.m. tomorrow. So like getting up and getting to the office by like 645 is like horrible and awful. So I think it's just smart that I uh, drink water today. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Well, are we ready to tell some spooky stories? Yeah. Well, and I first wanted to, because I know I mentioned it last time, um, but uh I did want to mention my middle kid and their friend had a weird experience on Friday the 13th. So I was going to mention that real quick. Oh, um, and yeah. that friend um, is somebody who listens to the podcast. So I will not call him out by name, but he's a really wonderful human being. And I really appreciate um, the friendship that he offers my child. Um, but anyway, so the two of them, I was picking up from school and the two of them came rushing out to the car, like fairly eager to tell me something um and flustered and um and then they shared with me that they were coming out of school and they were going to stop and sit at a bench for a minute and um when they sat down they were suddenly swarmed by flies and you know and there was like a bush next to the bench and so apparently when they sat down a bunch of flies came out of the bush um but they've never had that experience before they don't know why the flies were there um but they were very freaked out by that Huh. Um, and I guess somebody else was walking by and saw them like flailing about and was like, what's going on? And they like, just got swarmed by all these flies. Um, so they were very freaked out by that being Friday the 13th. You know, they felt a little weird about it. And then the friend that morning had also, while getting ready in the bedroom, had um, a bird fly into his window. Like, and, you know, and there's like blinds on the window. It's clear that it's a window you know it's not like it looks like an open thing and yeah. a bird flew into the window and died and so I was like what is attached to you kid that you have a bird die and you get swarmed by flies on the same day you um, know but they were both very freaked out you know and the fact that it would happen on a Friday 13th I think you know didn't help them with their freak out yeah you know what I will say about my middle sibling and I love them so very dearly but um they tend to be a bit of a troublemaker in this family. They tend to be a bit of the, um, I don't know, you know, they, they just have some energy about them. So maybe there was some karma or something. I don't know. <laughs> but that is hilarious. I, feel I, like, don't know. I, I know. I'm like, what did they do? No. Um, but thinking yeah. about fly swarming, that makes me think like, I don't know. I feel like on podcasts, I always talk about like demonic things when there are flies everywhere. So that freaks well, me. It's out. funny because I did Amitville, you know, last month and it, you know, it was talking about like, you know, the story was that the priests got swarmed with flies and all of that stuff. So it was interesting um, that that came up for them, but they came to my car very freaked out. So, no. <laughs> yeah. so it was funny, but that's my story about the children. <laughs> well, that is a really... I mean, I think it's a funny anecdote, but it's also, I would not enjoy being swarmed by bugs. So not a good yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. But for the um, listeners' uh, emails, I decided to choose two that were like kind of very different vibes. Okay. Um, so one of them seemed like a helpful thing and one of them seems like a creepy thing. So I chose two that were different vibes. Okay. So 
what do we want to start with the creepy one or the like more positive one I think we end on the more positive one personally okay. myself and I <laughs> okay so then I'm gonna go down this one is from somebody named Michael um, so Michael thank you for writing in we appreciate you um so the story goes like this Hello, my husband and I bought a house in Washington just outside of Seattle that we were going to fix up and use as a rental. It definitely required a lot of work. And we decided to pull up the flooring in the basement because it was badly stained. We found a cutout in the floorboards. And when we lifted it up, we found a small wooden box. I opened it to find that the box was empty. No, no. hidden treasure. No. <laughs> You, you I know. Open a box you find in your floor. See, already a box <laughs> on the floorboards already sounds like a bad idea. You leave um, that box there and hope <laughs> nothing happens. <laughs> well, something happens. So, um, so, but the box was empty. No hidden treasure for us. Okay. My hubby kept working on the floor. The basement had four small windows along the top of one wall where you could see up into the front yard. And I was patching some holes along the wall near the windows. My husband suddenly fell back into a seated position on the floor and said he didn't feel good. Before I could respond, I had a wave of heavy emotions fill my whole body. It was grief, maybe, or despair, but it was overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I looked at the box sitting on the floor next to him and immediately said, put it back. Within seconds of me saying that, a window near me shattered and a piece of glass cut through my hand. My husband dropped the box in the hole, into the hole in the floor and quickly covered it back up, back up with the cutout from the floorboards. No. He rushed over to me. There was blood everywhere. And then he rushed me to the ER. After being examined by the ER doctor, it was determined that the glass had cut through an extensor tendon in the back of my hand and I would need surgery. Oh, okay. Oh, God. He and I were so freaked out that we never went back into the basement. We hired somebody to do the work down there and we ended up deciding to flip the house rather than using it as a rental because the energy of the house wasn't something that we wanted to have a lasting relationship with. My recovery took about three months and I still can't move my finger all the, I can't, still can't move my finger the way I used to. I don't know what that was and I don't really want to know, but I'm glad to have distance from that place. Anyways, luckily, this was our only quick creepy encounter, but it was enough for us. We still keep rental properties and occasionally flip houses, but we do spend more time getting a feel for a house before making a purchase. We really enjoy the podcast and wish you both a happy spooky season. Michael. Well, Michael, <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> I know I don't either. Oh, no. I well, it doesn't sound like there was any reason why the glass would have broken no I mean you know it kind I mean, of out of glass flew out because it was like a window shattered yeah because he said there was like four windows at the top of the you know because I think it was a basement but like the windows were where you could see the, the front yard like a little okay yeah yeah okay so it sounded like he was standing over there and then yeah one of the windows just shattered but it was like around the same time that his partner or husband was feeling that energy too. Very creepy. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. 
Yeah. Also, like, the wave of sadness. I feel like that's something they talk about a lot on, like, ghost hunting shows or whatever. I almost feel like if I were Michael and Michael's husband, I would 100%, uh, yeah, I, I would uh, bring, it like, a EMF detector into every house <laughs> I went into, honestly. Yeah, apparently, they just didn't go back down there. <laughs> but it's like, I mean, gosh, like, when you hire somebody to do some work down there, do you tell them? Or do you just, like, good luck? <laughs> you know maybe maybe covering the box up was the best and if they didn't have anything else that's good but I am very curious as to the history like they should look up the history of that house 100% yeah I didn't say anything about whether or not they did that but yeah I think if I was gonna if I had that experience I think any other house I bought I would want to know the history before I looked at it yeah all right you got a story for us I do. So this is from Jamie. Um, Hello, Jamie. Thanks for being a friend. Welcome welcome to our podcast. (laughs) Um, And the subject on the email that I received was a ghostly grudge. So obviously I had to tell this one. So Jamie says, Hi, friends. Love you. Love the pod. Let's get into the story. Short, sweet. Love it. Okay. So Jamie says, I was in college when the pandemic started and I ended up moving into my mom's new house because it made more sense to do that rather than finish out my semester in a different state away from my support system. Yes. Support. Love that. Um. So then Jamie goes on to say, my mom had just moved into this house and it was a rental. And apparently there had been one long-term resident in the house. But aside from that, there was really no mention of any sort of grim history. Okay, good to know. (laughs) After a few weeks in the house, I started to notice something weird. Okay, so Jamie says... It started out with me waking up at 3.24 a.m. every single night for about a week. Hmm. That's a very specific time. Yeah. That is very time. <laughs> um, but interesting. Okay. And then Jamie goes on to say that um, at some point when I would start waking up, I would start to feel pressure on my feet as if someone was like patting my feet in the middle of the night to make sure I was okay. Oh, no, no, no. Jamie... I don't like that at all. I don't like, like, I mean, I, I freak out if someone touches me while I'm asleep and I'm not expecting it. (laughs) I don't like that at all. Um, no, makes you want to sleep with your feet like tucked up. Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. So the, then after a while, things just kind of seemed normal. Nothing really was there. So I started to get more used to living in this house. There was nothing going on. Um, Cut to Mother's Day a few weeks later. I decided because it was COVID for an activity, we were going to paint a four paneled painting with me and my family so that we each had something to represent each of us that we could hang in our home. So we painted the pieces, everything went normal. We decided to hang them above the kitchen table. After hanging them above the kitchen table, we noticed that the one that I painted seem to always be thrown on the floor to be fair on the floor. yeah to be wow. fair which is 
already creepy because I don't think it's that easy for I'm assuming it's a canvas right so it's probably not that easy for a canvas to just like fall down if it's like on a wall um, yeah I mean I guess I mean they're not very heavy depending on the size but yeah yeah I don't know okay so then let's see Jamie so Jamie then says after noticing that they decided to figure out what was going on so they tried to close the door I guess maybe there was a door near and so they would try to close the door and they would slam it but nothing would happen um they also thought that to see if the door was like shaking it loose or something mm -hmm. okay I think so and then they said that the laundry machines were on the other side of that wall and so then they would try to watch and see if it only happened when they ran the laundry and nothing would happen but it was pretty consistently at least once a week the painting was thrown on the floor <laughs> hmm. so Jamie it sounds like someone doesn't like you or something <laughs> I was gonna say um already getting in there um Jamie goes on saying that they even went as far to move the canvases around and the the canvas that replaced the one where or like replaced the one replaced hers basically and that spot never fell down so again wow. that's weird that it is specifically that canvas if that's the thing hmm. interesting so I thought that was weird agreed Jamie that is weird but decided you know maybe it's just something weird with the house it's fine I guess yeah don't like that at all but Jamie then goes on to say that there was one day where they were at work and their mom was home alone and their mom heard what sounded like someone walk into the house and go use the the front bathroom in the house huh. specifically use the sink okay so Jamie's mom assumed Jamie had come home from work Jamie was still at the office and so at that point Jamie's mom went to go check the bathroom and the sink was completely dry, but she swears that she heard the water running. Yeah, that's a pretty distinct sound usually. Yeah. And I mean, I think sometimes you can be in a house and like maybe you hear like something in the pipes, but it doesn't sound like a faucet running. It's a very yeah. different sound. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't like that. Jamie kind of wraps it up. We're almost at the end here. After that, it was just the normal painting falling down things. But then Jamie actually moved out of the house at some point. And after Jamie moved out, all activities seemed to have stopped. Huh. Which is interesting. But however, Jamie adds a footnote that says, this may not be connected. Maybe I just live in an old house now. But apparently later in life or later in this story, Jamie was living in another house and went to go do laundry and put the laundry on the kitchen table and went in the other room to grab the laundry before going to do laundry. And the detergent ended up in the middle of the kitchen floor, which was a good two feet from where it sat on the table. And it was standing upright, like not knocked over. Okay. So it was like moved. It was moved. And Jamie was like, she, she says like it was more than halfway full. Like it was pretty heavy. Like wind wouldn't have blown it over. And even she was like, we had a dog in the house, but the dog was sitting on my roommate's bed. And like, I saw the dog when I heard the sound. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't the dog. So Jamie is like, 
did the ghost travel with me to my new house? Who knows? But we'll see if anything else happens. <laughs> anyway, mm. keep it spooky, Jamie. Um, and I want to say, uh, Jamie did not give me name or, or did not give me their pronouns. So I tried to stay very neutral with gender things and that. Um, but that's freaky, Jamie. I don't know if the ghost followed you, but I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that either. <laughs> I, but it sounds just a little like menacing, but not, not scary. Like just kind of yeah. like troublemakers. Yeah, it sounds a bit like a trickster. Like it's just like I'm gonna mess with you. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, well, yeah, definitely not. Doesn't sound scary, but yeah, I would, I wouldn't want to deal with any of that anyways. So no, I feel like those are the type of ghosts where like it wouldn't necessarily scare me. I feel like I've heard of like other podcasts or people where they're like the ghosts just kind of mess with you. Like they'll take something or whatever, and it comes back up again. But um, yeah, I. I'm not a fan of a ghost just taking, just being a little bit of a nuisance. I, 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 I wouldn't mind a haunted house. I'd respect their space if they respect my space, you know? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, you have well I've got one more and it's from somebody named Brandy. Brandy. Um, Brandy, Brandy. And uh, it goes like this. Uh, hey, ladies, I've got a story that isn't really scary, but it's about a connection to the afterlife. Okay. My dad was pretty emotionally abusive to everyone, particularly my mom's sister and myself. Hmm. My sister and I were both in college hmm. and out of the house when my mom told us that she was saving money to finally leave him. Mm-hmm. I wish she would have left years ago, but I was glad that she was finally making plans. Unfortunately, my mom passed away of a heart attack during my senior year of college. My sister and I were devastated, but especially sad that she never got to experience life away from my dad. My sister and I cut off contact with my dad completely after my mom died. Mm-hmm. 11 years later, after my mom's death, we got word that my dad had passed away. My sister and I returned home to settle his affairs and make arrangements. My husband and son came with us. We had met my dad's lawyer to discuss the will and had made the arrangements that we needed to make. And we were sitting at the kitchen table feeling pretty spent by complicated feelings about his death. And this is when my four-year-old son asked me to make him a cup of tea. My son had never asked for tea before, but when my sister said that she would also like a cup, I went to get a pot to heat the water. Mm -hmm. My son then looked at me and said, no, no, use my strawberry kettle and pointed to a small cabinet above the fridge. My sister, husband, and I all looked at each other confused, but without saying anything, my husband reached up, opened the cabinet. Inside was a kettle with beautifully painted strawberries. My sister and I didn't, I know. (laughs) My sister and I didn't recognize the kettle, but my husband handed it to me. When I removed the lid, I saw a stack of cash and a key to a safe deposit box. We all just looked back at my son who was playing with this stuffed rabbit. My son had never been in this home before. I asked him how he knew there was a kettle and he said he didn't know about the kettle. I reminded him that he asked me to use the kettle for his tea and he said, mom, I asked for juice. Again, my sister, husband and I looked at each other confused. We didn't discuss it again until my son went to bed. Although we watched him closely and were a little shaken, we all agreed that it was my mom talking through him. 
She wanted us to find the key and the money, and she was looking out for us even after her death. My son never had another incident like this, and the key led to a safe deposit box where my mom had her jewelry and her bucket list. My sister and I have checked at least one thing off the bucket list every year since then. Thanks for reading, and thank you, Mom, for always watching out. Brandy. Oh, that's so touching. Like, just that... Like, I mean, I, it, it is spooky. If my, if my kid said something yeah. like that and it was true, I would freak out, but yeah. it's so really heartwarming that it just felt like mom was checking in on the girls and making sure everyone was feeling okay. You know? Yeah. And even just the gift of like getting to see your mom's bucket list is like really awesome after all those years. Yeah. So very touching. Well, especially, you know, if she had been in like you know, a, a controlling or abusive relationship for a long time, like that idea that her mom was like finally starting to make plans and looking forward to things. I mean, I think it's really cool that they were able to see that, yeah. you know, and connect that way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's oh, like almost warms your heart. You're like, oh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Moms are always watching out. <laughs> I, I think so. I think so. Do you have any spooky stories that you want to like tack on or anything? Well, um, <laughs> I mean, mine's kind of the one that comes to mind is the most recent thing. And it's kind of silly though. Okay. Um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, and you know this story, but since being in this house, you know, there's been like definitely weird noises sometimes and footsteps and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that was <laughs> kind of silly was that, um, I don't know, Christmas, I guess it was like two years ago, but for Christmas, my kid was really into like Minecraft streamers and there was a streamer named dream. I'm sure he's still around. I have no idea. Um, but my child wanted this bucket hat that just had like the little smiley face from dream. Um, and so I bought them this hat and ordered it came in time for Christmas and I put it in Um, my drawer, my middle drawer that has like my pants and I hid it in there because I knew my kid never goes in that drawer. My kid is much smaller than me, would not fit in my pants, but sometimes does still t-shirts. So Mm -hmm. I put it in the drawer that I knew they absolutely would not open. Mm -hmm. And and then right before Christmas, I went to find it when I was wrapping gifts and, you know, and it wasn't in there. And Mm -hmm. my little one and I emptied my entire dresser (laughs) looking for it. And it just was not there. And then like a month later, it was my kid's birthday. And so then I went to look for it again because I'm like, I know I have this hat. So I went through my whole closet. I went through my entire dresser and it was just nowhere to be seen. (laughs) Um, And then you and I and my beautiful friend were planning to go wine tasting. And we decided to, the theme was going to be scarves. And so I knew what scarf I wanted to wear because it's this beautiful orange and yellow scarf that I never wear. And I was like, I love this scarf, but I never wear it. I want to wear this scarf. So then I needed to find a shirt that would go with the scarf. And so you helped me go through my dresser and try on shirts that would look cute with the scarf because, you know, we wanted to take cute wine tasting pictures. Mm -hmm. And you and I emptied that drawer, you know, that had like my shirts in it, you know, going through things. And, um, so we saw there is no hat in there. Mm-hmm. And then you went, I think, to get coffee. I did because it at, was early. And I was yeah, like, you, you were going to get coffee before my friend was going to meet us at the house. 
And so I went in the bathroom to take the shirt that we chose. I went in the bathroom to change. And when I came out of the bathroom, the dream hat was sitting on the top of my dresser drawer with the smiling face, just looking up at me, <laughs> like just folded and sitting on the top of my drawer. And I immediately called you and was like, girl, did you do this? Because <laughs> you, were, you were out getting coffee. And I'm like, tell me you did this. Did you do this? And you had no idea what I was talking about. And I seriously, like I had emptied that drawer multiple times. You and I had just gone through that drawer that day. That hat was not there. And to come out of the bathroom and it's just sitting on the top of the drawer with a smiley face looking up at me. It was something. So I think the little ghost that we have around here likes to mess with me. You know, little things will go missing and reappear later. But that one, like, there's no way to explain it. I had emptied that whole dresser in my whole closet. I went through everything and that hat was nowhere. Yeah, I had something similar. I remember when I worked at a clinic, like, and I had a badge. There was one day I always kept my badge in my purse because that way I could just grab my purse in the morning and go. And I got to the 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 clinic and my badge wasn't in it. And the next day I came home or like that, not the next day, that night when I came home, I was like, I have no idea where the badge is. Like, cause I had just put my bag on the table. Like I always do. Did yeah. not move it. And I came home and my badge was like in the foyer of our house. Mm-hmm. And now on one hand, yes, I understand it could have fallen out of my bag, but I swear to God, nothing. <laughs> like there's no, I would have seen it when yeah. I, I would have tripped on it or something probably like it was just sitting in like the little foyer, like right by the shoes. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> they're just sitting there um so mine is not as obviously spooky as yours was but that yeah I remember you were so freaked out when you called me no because I really thought maybe you did it because I'm like there is no way there's no way this hat is sitting on the top of my drawer right now when we just emptied out this entire drawer under my bed yeah no I I promise that was that was not me at all yeah um, but of course, my middle child was very happy to have the hat because I had told them the hat just went, I bought you the hat you wanted, it just went missing. <laughs> so they were happy, even though it was two months after Christmas, when I found the hat, they were very happy to have it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I was thinking about a ghosty experience I had, and it was actually an experience that I think I might've told you about like a while after the fact, but I don't remember. But did I tell you what happened when we went to Mesa Verde? <laughs> with me or with grandpa? With you. Oh, I don't know. What what happened? All right, mom, buckle up. No, it's not that big of a story. I um was sleeping and we were staying in a little, yeah. they called it a Hogan. It kind of looked like a yurt, um, but it was built by a Navajo man that like lived on that property in the eighties. It was very cool, kind of a glamping vibe. It was a good time. And, um, and it was very cool. But for those of you that want to do that, um, don't book one of those in the summertime. It is very hot. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, um, I really didn't think about how hot it got yeah. um, down there and we decided to go in July. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> hot in that little Hogan, you know. It's Hogan, like, yeah. yeah. Um, but so we were sleeping, you know, we had like a little like queen sized sort of bed we could sleep on. And I, w- I felt, and I swear to God, going up my legs I felt like someone was using their fingers and like walking their fingers up my leg in the uh. night. and I was like okay I'm gonna like give it a solid 30 seconds and then I'm gonna go look because my my thought was like maybe a bug or a rat or something got it like I was like it's probably just a critter and I like yeah 
So I, but I didn't want to freak you out. So I like waited a minute and then I was like, okay, open your eyes. And I like opened my eyes. There's nothing in there. And then I did, I like looked around, there was nothing on the bed. There was like nothing happening, no like water dripping, nothing. And so I don't know what that was. Some could say like some sort of lucid dreaming sleep paralysis moment. I don't know. I just felt someone's fingers walking up my leg and it uh. freaked me out. So No, I don't like that. No, I don't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, who knows? Maybe it was someone from the wild, wild west too. Yeah. Got crazy ideas. Cause that's really the only explanation I have for that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I don't know. I, I feel like ever like most people I know has like some little story though, that it's mm-hmm. like, it's weird. I don't know how it happened, but it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and most of my things are connected to people, you know, loved ones that are gone. Um, yeah. Like I remember my middle kid was going through a time and I feel like my mom came to me in a dream and told me to ask my kid about something. So the next day I asked my kid about something and my kid was like, oh shit, like, you know, um, but it was something I needed to talk to my kid about, but I didn't know. Um, and I totally think that, you know, was my mom coming to my dream being like, girl, you need to see this, you know? And, you know, so I think that was a thing. And, um, yeah, I feel like, I feel like grandma's been around. There have been a few times where I feel like she's been around like for you and me. Yeah. Um, and I love, I, I love that about her that she comes around, but yeah, I think, I think even that stuff is just very, it just makes sense. Like if you look at the world as like ghosts and stuff as just energy and like, where does your energy mm-hmm. go when you pass on? And like, I don't, you know, it being, you know, Halloween season, Dia de los Muertos season, I feel like it's very like whatever to talk about it right now. But I do think there are just times where like, Maybe your loved ones are enjoying their afterlife, but then they're like, you know what? I just want to check on you and make sure everything's yeah. good. And I think that's really cool when it's just like a quick little like, hey, just check it in. Yeah. And even if yeah. it freaks you out a little bit, you're like, okay, yeah. like at least I got a, a person checking on me, you know? Yeah. Well, I know, you know, the story of when my grandma passed, but, um, you know, for everybody else, you know, I was, uh, I, I'm a salsa dancer. And at the time we were getting ready for um, one of the salsa congresses that they have in San Francisco. So, you know, it's a big weekend for dance. Um, so I was uh, in between rehearsals, I was meeting with our director because she and I were going to decide who was going to get to dance at Congress. Mm-hmm. And um, all of a sudden during lunch, I just started crying and I was like, I am sorry. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I could not stop crying. Um, and then we went back to rehearsal and finished out the rehearsal. And then my mom, uh, came to pick me up and Alani, you were with her because she was watching you while I was at rehearsal. Yeah. Um, and my mom like, let me know that my grandma had passed away. And then, you know, I made arrangements to go down to Arizona where they live to meet my dad, um, and help out and support my grandpa. And my dad and I, at some point while I was down there visiting, um, we went to lunch and then my dad, who is not a spiritual person really at all. He's um, very atheisty, right? Yeah, like- he's an atheist. He's very science oriented, whatever, um, very logical thinking, but he's not a spiritual person. Um, but we, he and I went to lunch and then he said, you know, Jenny, it was the weirdest thing. You know, I, um, he said I was at lunch, you know, he, he's a creature of habit. So he goes to lunch on his own. Uh, at this little, uh, he calls it the bat around the corner, but this little sports bar. Yeah. Um, and he goes 
you know, he goes there multiple times a week, but on this particular day, he was there and he said he was just doing his normal crossword and eating his like chicken strips and his, uh, what he does, chips and salsa. Um, and he was chips just doing salsa or chicken strips and fries, right? It's one of the, he does the chips and salsa with his chicken strips there. That is yeah, true. That's when he gets there. Um, <laughs> he's very creature habits, always the same. Um, but he said the same thing. He said he was sitting there having his lunch and he started crying and he didn't know why. And then my grandpa had called him and I was like, Hey dad, I had that same exact experience. I was having lunch and I started crying and didn't know why. Um, and so even though he's not a spiritual person, he looked at me and he just said, we felt her leave. And I was like, yeah, I think that's what it was. Like, I mean, neither one of us knew that's what we were feeling, but you know, we both, there was no reason for us to be upset. There was no reason for us to be crying as very out of the blue, but it was at that same time. It was like 1130 and we both had that same experience. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I do think when you're very spiritually connected with somebody sometimes you feel things like that. Yeah. I mean, and I think even just energy with people who are still here, like I remember there was like one day in college where like, I just like kept thinking about a friend and I was like, just like, I was like, I I just need to text them and make sure they're okay. And I like texted this friend and like their grandma had just died, you know, and they were like really going through it or like, so then it was like, we like, I think they came over and I made tea or something. We just kind of like hung out and like sat with each other. But like, it was a weird, like I was just really focused on this person for some reason. And I was like, Hey, I just want to make sure you're good. (laughs) You know? Um, And so even in those moments, I think sometimes, like I said, people are just looking out for us and that it it feels cool. Like, I, I don't know. I, I like that not getting like religious or into the afterlife too much, but I like that idea of the afterlife of like being able to like, pop in every now and then see how people are doing. So, yeah. 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 So those were the stories, but we appreciate you guys checking in and um, telling us some of your stories and thank you for listening to our stories. Yes. Um, Yeah, no, we, we really, we appreciate that. We got some responses. I'm excited to see if we get more, maybe we'll have enough to do another little listener. sode with all of you and, um, you know, just keep being awesome. Keep doing your thing. Um, I saw a video the other day that was like, spread your fabulosity to the world. So spread your fabulosity to the world, you know? Um, but yeah, just keep, uh, following us on all the things, subscribe on Patreon. We're going to get my bonus episode up there soon. So like I said, keep an eye out on that. And then we will keep getting back with, to you about, all of our lovely things that we're doing. Um, But we just want to say, I appreciate you all so much. I appreciate you, Mama. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. But I guess we will catch you. I guess our next episode is next Wednesday. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, y'all. All right. Bye, friends.